Well, welcome everyone to Connected Learning TV. Uh, this is the third webinar in a month-long series titled Cities of Learning 2014, Unique Personalized Pathways to Success. Uh, my name is Dustin Stiver and I'm a program officer with the Sprout Fund uh, here in Pittsburgh and we help steward uh, something called the Kids in Creativity Network um, and I'll be your host for today. Uh, throughout May we're getting some inside early looks at four cities that are launching uh, City of Learning programs this summer. Uh, but for those of you who may be hearing about Cities of Learning for the first time, uh, City of Learning is a part of a nationwide movement to leverage community and government resources to create new links between in-school and out-of-school learning throughout the summer and beyond. The focus of the program is really to engage cities to open doors across neighborhoods to ensure that all youth um, have access to creative uh, academic opportunities in libraries and museums and parks and other institutions, uh, as well as exciting learning opportunities online. Um, the City of Learning particularly is interested in exploring the notion of of digital badges as well. Um, and digital badges are a sort of a sophisticated uh, new tool that can help document, capture, and recognize learning um, wherever it happens, sort of in or out of school or over the summer. Um, City of Learning began in Chicago uh, last year in 2013. Uh, and this year, um, several other cities are joining the movement. Uh, in addition to Pittsburgh, there's also Columbus, Dallas, uh, Los Angeles, and Washington, D.C. So spread out all over the United States. Uh, today we'll be chatting with uh, some of my colleagues here in, in Pittsburgh for, through our city of learning. Um, but before we dive into the chat, um, let's uh, go over a couple of quick uh, technical details. Um, so for those of you uh, who are watching live right now, uh, we welcome your comments either via the COL2014 hashtag on Twitter uh, or the Google Plus event page and we'll look for your questions and uh, bring them into the conversation as we can. Um, and we're also chatting uh, throughout the month uh, in the Connected Learning Google Plus community um, and using the same COL2014 hashtag uh, on Google Plus. So look for us there and uh, we look forward to interacting with you over the next hour or so. Uh, so with that, um, let's uh, introduce our guests, um, and I'll ask you y'all to sort of briefly say who you are and, and who you work for or with, um, and then we'll jump into a, a broader conversation. So perhaps we can start on my left uh, with Ani Martinez. Hello, can you hear me now? Hi, I'm Ani Martinez. I am the program coordinator for the Remake Learning Digital Core here in Pittsburgh, part of the Summer of Learning badging kickoff. Cool, thanks. Corey? Hi, everybody. I'm Corey Wittig. I'm the digital learning librarian for Carnegie Library of Pittsburgh. Um, we are also one of the IMLS um, MacArthur Learning Labs and Libraries and Museums uh, cohort from the last couple years, and we're taking part in badging via Cities of Learning this summer. Go ahead, Khalif. Hi, my name is Khalif Ali. I'm the program manager for the Badges for Learning program here at Sprout, and I'm very excited to be here. Hi, my name is Rachel Shepard, and I manage uh, the youth and media department at a Pittsburgh nonprofit called Steeltown Entertainment Project. 
Cool. Well, my thanks to all of you for, for being here today and, and chatting with us. Um, maybe we can start with Khalif. Uh, I turn to you, and can you give us an overview of, of how Pittsburgh's participating in the, the City of Learning campaign? Sure. So um, I think it's great that, that you, you preface by describing the City of Learning, Cities of Learning as, as movements um, uh, with a commitment to learning. Uh, through access, through recognition, and through uh, connecting learning in a meaningful way throughout the city of Pittsburgh. Um, uh, our initial foray into uh, digital badges is the uh, Badges for Summer Learning Program, uh, which uh, we are, we have recruited 20 organizations who uh, are very interested in badging uh, their established summer learning experiences. Um, we've worked and we're working closely with the Digital Corps, which um, Ani Martinez can talk a little bit more about, as well as the Summer Dreamers Academy, which is connected to Pittsburgh Public Schools. Um, and we have uh, uh, two uh, partners with us in Corey and Rachel, who will also be participating um, uh, in the Badges for Summer Learning programs. So let's jump into that a little bit and um, and see how all of you are participating in the project. So, uh, Ani, you want to go first? Tell us what the what the digital core is and how you plan to participate in the city of learning this summer. Yeah, definitely. So the digital core is a program designed to provide professional and mentorship development for interested community members. We get everyone from librarians to technologists who want to give their time and work with teens and tweens and out-of-school time programs. So we train them how to use tools like Scratch and WebMaker, which is a Mozilla suite of apps, and um, a physical computing controller called the Hummingbird Kit. It was locally designed at CMU and has gone on to become a really great independent uh, company called BirdBrain Technologies. And so we work with youth and we introduce them to these digital literacy concepts. One thing that badging can be really essential for for us is creating assessment tools. So it will be a great way to chart our data of the progress for youth. And it's also a great way for core members to reflect on their work and their progress in the program to, to have a framework where you, where you can say, okay, these are my assessment tools these are my pathways and then these are resources that I can share with the kids that I'm working with is super beneficial and then it's also great for the host sites because they can say this is the work that our program is moving towards and this is something that we can definitely do on our own and we have a framework to think about that so it creates sustainability cool thanks uh, Corey how about you how, how's the, the library planning to get involved this summer um, yeah, so so the labs at CLP, which is the learning lab program that I manage, um, we started out, we're at three libraries every week right now, but it's a 19 library system. So even though we've been doing a lot of really strong work around those locations the last couple of years, there's still, you know, a bunch of the city that we don't hit. So we're trying to figure out how to, to get out to all those locations. Um, and it dovetails really nicely with what Ani's doing because four of our libraries where the labs doesn't happen weekly 
um, our digital core sites. So um, before we can get out there with what we're calling labs on location, where we rotate and hit all those those branches, um, Ani's helping us build up everyone's capacity there um, and kind of get teens primed for that kind of experience. So um, in order to sort of make the most of this design opportunity and work with the badges, we're focusing on the three sites where we program weekly, um, our East Liberty Library, our main library, the Oakland neighborhood, and um, the Allegheny Library on the north side, as well as the digital course sites. Um, so we are going to badge some special summer programming that we're doing with some partners from around the community to really take on that connected learning idea. Um, something we do pretty commonly in the summer, we bring in these partners. Um, try to fold that in through the year, too, but it's really focused on the summer. So from Tech Shop, Pittsburgh, um, a great local group called Hip Hop Unlock, um, the Mattress Factory Museum, and Pittsburgh Filmmakers Youth Media. Um, we're going to bring all of them in and kind of badge the experiences there um, throughout the summer. Cool, thanks. How about you, Rachel? What's going on at Steeltown? Oh, so many things are going on at Steeltown. Um, so I think for badging, uh, this summer we, we work with uh, middle school and high school students throughout the year in, uh, in school, after school, uh, in school and after school settings. And we've kind of been, um, you know, probably as is the case with many of you, we get students who are really, really into filmmaking and some who are, think it's cool, but it's not really for them. This summer we've kind of been pulling the kids who really want to take it to the next level. Um, and we, we've hired them to be our, uh, essentially our teen team of filmmakers and we're going out and we're partnering also with a lot of different organizations for this. Um, but we're actually creating uh, the digital content for a few different organizations and we're starting with uh, an organization called Amachi Pittsburgh and we're creating like a marketing video. Um, which the goal is for it to be a really professional level quality piece. Um, and we're hoping to, you know, prove that teens can actually, it's, it's youth-led, they can actually kind of take the lead and really create something um, that's of a professional quality. We're, we're going to badge um, some kind of intro to filmmaking skills. And Ani, you mentioned this, I think what's been most helpful for us is, you know, we tend to kind of, and I think a lot of people do this, you, you're programming, you're kind of into it and you get into the mindset of like go, go, go and this has really forced us to step back and actually think about well what are the skills that we are really actually trying to convey and what do we want people to learn and that's been really helpful to outline like oh well okay actually this is what goes into a an interview badge or, or whatever the case may be. Um, so this I'm really excited to kind of get more into this and be more organized and structured and have an assessment tool at the end of the summer. Yeah, so when, when Sprout, the Sprout Fund started thinking about how to help steward the city of learning in, in Pittsburgh this summer, um, we, we wanted to make it as open of a process as we could. So we knew we wanted to work with um, the city of Pittsburgh's uh, uh, Pittsburgh Public Schools summer program called Summer Dreamers to bring them into the mix. Um, and we knew we wanted to work with the digital core as a program that, that we help steward that um, that touches a lot of different after-school sites around the city, but also wanted to bring in uh, another another set of groups through an open process um, to help fill it out a little bit. And uh, Steel Town Entertainment and the labs are, are two of those groups, but there are uh, something on the order of 18 other organizations this summer that are also going to be 
going through a process of, of learning about digital badges and building digital badges and sort of implementing them in their programs uh, throughout the next few months. So Khalif, can you, can you talk a little bit more about some of the other groups that are a part of this that, that aren't on the call today? Sure. Um, we have the Women and Girls Foundation. They have a program called GirlGov in which uh, they take teenage um, girls from throughout the city of Pittsburgh who are interested in potentially running for office or uh, being employed in the public sector in some meaningful way. And they uh, uh, go through a leadership development process as well as um, meet in Harrisburg and in Washington, D.C. with uh, public, uh, public officials who are in office and who, who give them a firsthand understanding of what it means to uh, work in the public sector, to be in um, public office, and these, and, and they subsequently make videos, uh, YouTube videos, regarding their experiences and their aspirations with regard to the public sector. Um, we also have uh, the Hill District Consensus Group, um, which was founded by uh, Carl Redwood, who is a longtime community organizer here in the city of Pittsburgh. Um, it is also uh, has a leadership development component, but more so they focus on uh, teaching teenagers how to convene um, residents around a particular issue of concern in, that, in, in their respective community, in this case, the Hill. Uh, but they're taking uh, teenagers from throughout the city of Pittsburgh to teach them these skills and issue this bat these badges. Yes, yeah, so we've got all, all kinds of different projects that are going to be a part of this, everything from filmmaking and sort of digital learning in libraries to advocacy, like Khalif was just talking about. Um, generally in Pittsburgh, we try to support projects that are about um, a lot of different topics, but digital learning is right near the top. Um, the maker movement, we have some projects that are interested in making, um, and also sort of the idea of STEAM, adding the arts to math and engineering and science education. Uh, but youth media making uh, ends up being a big piece of, of what we're doing here too. So a lot of different groups are, are jumping in on this this summer. And a general question uh, for the group then uh, is, uh, what do you think is the what do you think is the value of being part of a larger campaign like this, uh, like City of Learning? Because um, you know Pittsburgh's a, a medium-sized city. Um, we have a lot of different organizations, and some folks are already working together. But we've seen the value of collaboration uh, the last few years through our work with the Kids and Creativity Network. So I'm just wondering, from your perspective, uh, how do you how do you see the City of Learning campaign as a way to help raise awareness? Of, of connected learning and learning that's happening all across the city. Anybody can jump in on that. Okay, Justin, I'll go. Um, so, you know, the library itself, we like to talk about the library as a community anchor. Um, you know, we're spread out all around the city. Uh, but, you know, through learning about connected learning these last couple of years and just um, trying to figure out how to create a program like the labs at CLP, um, you know, we can't kind of stockpile or silo this, this programming in our walls. We want to, you know, use our role as, as librarians to facilitate these connections for kids all around the city. And, you know, we're in a really good position to do that just by being pretty spread out all around town. Um, so, you know, this to me is a natural connection. Uh, speak to what Kids and Creativity has been doing, what, you know, what Sprout's all about. And 
all the, the network connections that have been being made. Um, one, for a good example is when we started the labs and uh, the actual launch was September 2012, we wanted to jump right into badging um, and we kind of tried and realized how much support is needed there. Um, you know, we we're kind of doing just like a physical badges thing with, with buttons because teenagers in our programs, that's a teen-only program, uh, are never tired of making buttons and just figured, you know, we could kind of create these pathways that would be pretty clear and just like a nice kind of reward for, you know, going through the programming and something to show. But, you know, it just hit so many roadblocks and, you know, we're kind of hoping something like this would come down the pike. And so just really excited to be able to have this piece. I feel like a lot of the out-of-school programming especially is figuring out how to, you know, speak to these outcomes. And, you know, that's easy in the in-school environment in a way because, you know, it's a graded thing and, like, that's, that's how school works. Um, but we're trying to figure out the best ways to communicate those outcomes here. And as Ani said, um, the badges can be a really big part of that in a way of just kind of folding it in naturally um, by, you know, tracking what's happening and, you know, getting the teens buy-in like that. So for me, one, it's, it's just a way to, to show, you know, what comes out of a programming with our partners in the space as well as, uh, you know, the original programming that our mentors design and just whatever the teens are taking on themselves. Um, our workshops are designed to kind of build these skills, um, but then we have open time, which is where, you know, the teens really just, like, take what they're getting in the context of those workshops and, you know, run with that. So, you know, though we're focusing on badging these particular programs this summer, I think it's going to be a really good way to just figure out how best to do this going forward and, you know, just speak to whatever skills teens are picking up in our space. And we do try to speak to, you know, everything from maker stuff to filmmaking, graphic design, et cetera, all the digital stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'm just really excited to use this as an entry point to really badge well and make sure we're doing it citywide kind of um, consistently and um, everyone's kind of working on it in the context of one big project. Um, I have a, a, a quick thought on... I don't know. I was really excited when I found out that this was happening in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, for those of us who work in Pittsburgh, you kind of know it. it's a small city. You seem to kind of cross paths with everyone at some point. Um, I actually think it's a really good, like, a case study for getting something like badging together. You know, when I think about a place like New York where there's so much going on and it's so exciting, but there's just so much it kind of seems like how can everything connect. In Pittsburgh, you know, we're doing filmmaking. I know the other places that are doing filmmaking. We can work together to kind of establish a system. Um, you know, you, you know the people who are doing similar things. And when I was trying to wrap my head around badging in the beginning, you know, one of my concerns was, well, if everyone's developing their own badges and, you know, everyone has their own thing, their own stamp, you know, it kind of loses meaning. Like, it's like flooding a system, you know. Um, but I think when you can actually work together in a manageable size with a manageable group, you can you can develop something that is um, digestible and uh, consistent. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think Pittsburgh is a really good place to to try something like this. Yeah, we're we're really excited. I guess I should also say we're we're still kind of in the quiet phase of City of Learning. We haven't actually had our public launch yet. That's coming up on on June 10th, so um, not too far from now. Um, but in advance of that, we're working with this this cohort of projects um, 
to help them get a leg up on, on developing some badges themselves and sort of beginning to really understand the digital badging process so that when the launch comes around, we'll have some badges sort of ready to go. Um, and in fact, we actually have a, a workshop that we're leading tomorrow about badge design and maybe Khalif, you can talk a little bit about sort of what that entails as we kind of ramp up to the June 10th launch. Okay. So at, um, one of the things that I didn't mention is that there was an announcement, there was an all call at our Kids and Creativity Networking meeting um, about a month ago that, that stated that we were interested in, in receiving um, applications or proposals for um, organizations that wanted to badge their summer learning program. So um, we accepted 20 of those applications. and and. Tomorrow we will be going through a, what's referred to as a badge design workshop with those organizations to help them to um, uh, transition their curriculum into a, a digital badge at some point. Um, one of the things that we've asked is that uh, we're working with, with uh, Mozilla Badge Kit and one of the things that we've asked the the 20 recipients is to um, complete uh, the first step of the works of the uh, badge design process, which really talks about the learning outcomes and what Rachel was referring to really helps um, programs that haven't already really thought about it to understand exactly what um, is being learned in their space and what's being shared in their space. Um, so it, it's, a, it's an opportunity for badges to be developed and, and transitioned from the curriculum that um, the summer learning programs currently have. And the hope is that um, through, through being pretty diligent this summer with a smaller set of projects, we'll learn a lot more about how digital badging is, is working sort of out in the wild. And uh, as we begin to develop sort of the technical capacity of, of projects and organizations that we work with, as well as the other competencies that are required to give good badges. Um, we'll be in a place to continue to roll out badges across the city uh, in a really significant way, you know, come the fall. And and I think, you know, Rachel hit on it, like the extent to which a city is able to uh, connect the learning pathways from filmmaking organization to filmmaking organization or from digital learning experience to digital learning experience, like. The more that we can do that across Pittsburgh, the better it's going to be for the students here in this, this city. And I think that's really an embodiment of connected learning and that principle. We've seen that through the digital core, and we see that through the work of the labs, and even the way that those two groups are working together. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot of that this, this summer, too. So, you know, we've talked a lot about, about badges, um, but what do you guys think are some specific ways? Like, how, how are badges? amplifying the learning that's taking place in the summer across Pittsburgh. Like the library has had summer programs for a long time and uh, you know Steel Town has been doing filmmaking workshops for a while. Like what how do badges kind of level up the learning that's happening in those environments already? Um, I, I would say I mean part of it is and I sort of I guess mentioned this before but that tracking or outcomes thing which is really handy on the back end for staff and you know to share out to funders or just share up the ladder and all of that kind of thing for sure but you know also is just super empowering for the 
youth that we serve, um, and it's just a way, you know, we're actually trying to tie it to equipment checkouts, um, and that seems to be something that we've, we've got, you know, the process rolling for already, and just kind of actually designing these badges will make that a reality, but, you know, so say um, a teenager comes here to the library at East Liberty and attends five different labs, um, combination of workshops and open lab time. They get a lab's regular badge. From that point, then they are identified as being able to get these other badges that would allow them to check out equipment. So, you know, there could be, you know, and this is something we'll kind of take on more after we badge our summer stuff and make sure we're kind of going about it the right way, but, you know, they would learn what we'd say was necessary to take out one of our DSLRs for the day. You know, it's great to be able to learn this stuff in the context of the library, but, you know, you can only take so many photos in the library that it's going to really interest you as like a burgeoning photographer. So, you know, if you get the chance through this program to then take that camera outside and, you know, through kind of going through the badging um, process, you know, we feel comfortable letting you walk out of the building with something like this and, and teens feel like, um, you know, good about that responsibility being passed on to them and have, you know, I mean, what, everything we do is free, and that's something I'm very passionate about as being a public librarian. So, you know, creating this infrastructure both, you know, kind of assuages the concerns on, you know, the internal side, and then also really kind of, um, you know, is that level up or that um, opportunity to really show, you know, that we've got this trust and we really want to empower this these creative projects that they're taking on. So it begins in the context of, you know, our workshops are kind of designed pieces on this end, but then it has really an unlimited potential for, you know, what that badge can mean. Um, and also, you know, then talking about going between organizations, um, you know, maybe through, like, the film stuff we do and the film stuff Rachel does, that, you know, there's going to be some give and take there that someone goes between our programs, we would know, you know, they learned that we agree these are, like, the important skills or something, and, you know, that someone they don't have to start from scratch when they show up at Steeltown or someone from Steeltown comes to the labs and we say, of, of course, you know, you've done this already. And so, you know, we don't have to kind of put them back. We get to already acknowledge that we know where they're at and move forward with them. Summer, summer is also a really important time to work with your students or whatever participants are going to your workshops to see the sort of test where the interest level is lying too. And that's a really important piece of data that badging can provide for us. Because you can talk to your students all day long, but you know, having them take the effort to apply or talking to them about the things that they're interested in applying for is really critical for thinking about the year holistically. Um, <clears throat> I have one thing to, to add to that, which is, um, you know, certainly, like Corey said, having building this structure in our own organization, I think, will make us a much stronger organization in the end, um, because we're being forced to really think critically about each step that goes into each skill. But I also think that process will really empower the teens, because you know, for something like making a movie, which everyone, you know, when you're a teen um, or really anyone, you think, oh, oh, that sounds really cool, but there's no real sense of like how to get from point A to point B, which is a finished product, which actually is a ton of work. Um, and there are so many steps. So to actually kind of see that pathway, I think, is incredibly helpful for a kid to be able to see, okay, to actually get the movie, here are the steps I need to take. Um, and 
I think that'll be really empowering to them too. Yeah, that's really true of I think all digital media learning. I mean, film, code. It's really difficult to say to a, a tween that when you create a document in a text file, it will one day look like an awesome Twitter page. So I totally agree. I also think that uh, one of the more one of the the important things about um, batching is that it it really says that there are there is learning that occurs in in many different spaces and in many different contexts, um, and there's an opportunity for it to be recognized, and so there's an opportunity for it to have value to not only the earner but to the issuer, or the or in this case the organizations that are creating this environment which learning is taking place. So I think it it really highlights the fact that. There's so much going on in the city of Pittsburgh and in other cities throughout the country, and this this is a golden opportunity for us to be able to uh, capture it and also, uh, um, um, you know, share it in a way that there are there's access that there's a broad access to uh, these learning opportunities. Yeah, that's one of the best and most appealing things about the City of Learning campaign for me is that it's easy to sort of stick in your silo and uh, you know Pittsburgh's a, a pretty collegial and, and close city but um, but there's a real opportunity here to learn from what's happening in, in places like Dallas and LA and Chicago um, and with so many people rolling out programs over the summer we're gonna learn a lot really quickly um, and being a part of you know groups like the Connected Learning Alliance are going to help share that information around from city to city more quickly than, than we may have been able to do in the past. And so it's a good opportunity for, for us to be a part of a larger national campaign um, and also to highlight and showcase uh, some of the remarkable work that's happening here in our city. Um, you know, the badging ecosystem is interesting because it's being developed all around us uh, and it's it's happening right now. And so. As we think about bringing in uh, folks like the, the formal school system, um, we need to do a good job right now of being advocates for, for digital badges and for their power and their potential. Um, and we're looking forward this summer to you know, going through a pretty diligent pilot um, to, to understand how badges are working and, and how they're not working. Um, because we need to build interest from people who want to issue badges and we need to build interest from people who want to earn them and then people who also want to accept them or endorse them. You've got to sort of audiences uh, at once. Uh, and I think the coordinated effort that we have going on this summer is a, a good step uh, in that direction. So maybe uh, if there's any comments on that, feel free. Um, otherwise, I guess I'm interested in what all of you are, are hoping to learn uh, this summer by going through this process. Are there particular things that you don't know now that you really hope to be able to discover, you know, by the end of the summer? And if so, you know, what are those things? I'd say, uh, you know, I, I really feel pretty confident that this, the badging will be uh, you know, a driving force for teens to sort of kind of connect with our workshops and our, our learning opportunities and kind of like a, you know, a way that follows their interests and is also kind of like linear. Um, 
you know, but it, I guess it, it's yet to be seen. We need to really like test it out, and that's what this is going to be about. Is you know, is is the badging going to work the way that we hope? And I really, you know, we we talk to teens about this. We we see what kind of you know things they they want to they want to see at the library, and it just feels like a natural fit that, you know, having some actual system on the informal side to track that is going to be powerful. And you know, we'll we'll go back to to schools and, and hopefully mean something there as well. Um, but you know, I mean, at the same time, like I, the, you know, the proofs in the pudding, or you know, that kind of thing, and I, I just really want to kind of get out there and give it a test drive and and see, you know, what we can kind of uh, hammer out this summer, and, and you know, what that will say, you know, about our network and about the city and about, you know, see too how how youth move between our programs. I think that's going to be really interesting to see, like, what kind of um, give and take there is. I mean, being a librarian, like, you'll show up at a different branch, and a kid will be across town at some library that you didn't know they like had any access to and the same thing go you know kids go to like Manchester Craftsman's Guild and show up at the Oakland library or something like that I think um, you know seeing what kind of movement the teens have and what kind of uh, motivation this kind of uh, spurs on is going to be really interesting to me other thoughts So uh, I, I can say when summer oh, is really the hottest time. No, that's okay. My mic wouldn't unmute. Uh, I was just going to say summer is a really busy time for most informal educators with summer camps and whatnot. And so I'm really curious to see how, like, what kind of inventive strategies come out from the teachers and mentors who are in the in these classrooms and in these camps and how they manage to find that time for that assessment and how just to what extent the the ease of badging assessments and pathways lead to them becoming stronger mentors because they'll have that resource to share different sources for the same pathways of education or different pathways of education so i'm, I'm that's what i'm most curious to see happen this summer And I'm, I'm definitely interested in uh, seeing what the reflections of the participants are with regard to receiving, actually receiving, the earning and receiving badges. Um, you know, one of the things that I've always been concerned with is, is um, uh, the reception of, of badges with students, but I think this is, a, this is something that will be well received. This is something that will help students to to be re-engaged and, and enthusiastic about the learning process because it's, these are all things that they participate in these programs because of their level of interest in these programs. And uh, I think that's what, what we're really hoping to drive is, is interest-based uh, learning. Mm -hmm. Rachel, were you trying to jump in? But yeah, I, I have, uh, mine is actually very similar to Ani's. Um, I'm really excited to see at the end of the summer, um, you know, what we're good at teaching and what we need to work on. And I think having, you know, this is going to force us to really measure that. Well, kids will have to demonstrate that they can do each thing that we say we're able to teach. And I think there will be, you know, some things where we'll learn, okay, we're not, we're not conveying this strongly enough. We're not getting this point across. And I think that'll be an amazing resource for us to become better teachers. Now, one of the questions that, that's come in over the, the chat is about how do we extend um, 
you know, campaigns like the City of Learning beyond the summer? Um, you know, what are what are ways to take you know how badges are being used in informal settings and connect them to formal institutions? Um, do you have uh, plans or strategies or ideas uh, about how to take some of this work that's beginning in the informal spaces in the summer and sort of translate that to either year-round programming or to connect up with schools? Uh, yes. I, you know, getting into formal education is all about having your ducks in a row, being really organized and being able to demonstrate exactly what your methods are and how, you know, how, why it is that you're the best at what it is that you do. And that's how you, I think, how you get formal ed and public ed's attention is that you're just you're amazing, right? And Badgen can help us do that. And I also think we, you know, we, it's, it begins with um, our June 10th event um, in which we really uh, launch uh, the City of Learning and announce it to, to the city at, at, at large, to stakeholders and, and to agencies and persons of interest. Um, because this is this is a new concept. This is you know it's a relatively raw concept when you when you're talking about here in Pittsburgh, and um, sharing this information and the benefits of this information and 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 having those who are currently participating in the badge issuing process to to share their experience, I think is valuable. I think inviting those stakeholders to um, what will eventually be a visioning process so that we can all take a look at what a badge issuing infrastructure or ecosystem would look like here in Pittsburgh is a part of what can um, connect the informal learning with uh, the formal learning process. So that, so that would include, you know, formal, formal learning institutions as well as informal learning institutions coming together. Okay. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, one, one thing. Um, Khalif, Khalif hit on it, but, you know, Pittsburgh's approach here uh, might be a little bit different than some of the other cities. So, um, you know, he talked about this longer sort of working group process that's about to launch. And, um, you know, there's a couple of different parts of the way that we're participating in City of Learning. Um, particularly, there's the pilot groups that we're working with right now and sort of rolling out the badge workshop tomorrow and then badging those programs over the summer. We're having our big kickoff event on June 10th here in Pittsburgh. Um, including some folks from around the country at places like the MacArthur Foundation and um, the Badge Alliance, et cetera. Um, and then we're really going to start this this longer, sort of more methodical process over the next year to build working groups to really understand the connections between institutions here in Pittsburgh. And that's going to take us a little while um, to, to pull those people together and to do the hard work that's required to understand what a badging ecosystem really looks like in our city, but we think it's, we think it's worth it. Um, and we're, we're pleased to be able to do this work with the support of the Hillman Foundation here locally. Um, and really think that it's going to give Pittsburgh a leg up um, as a place that has a lot of coordination and has had the conversations necessary to begin to bridge the gaps between the informal space and the formal space uh, and to build a really robust uh, badging an ecosystem across the city. So, 
Sorry, I cut you off. Back to you. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just going to mostly jump on um, what Ani said, kind of same thing here is um, I think as far as um, formal ed goes, you know, they'll take, a, they'll take informal ed more seriously and loop their students into it in a more meaningful and kind of direct way when we show that, you know, the two kind of work together well and complement one another. And I think badging can really help that happen. Um, at the same time, you know, the library's got to be available all the time. Um, so this is something we do year-round and we'll intend to continue on uh, our programming. Summer is a time to kind of like do some extra special stuff and experiment, um, but you know we fully intend to, to keep moving with this, so it's just going to be a really nice kind of like workshop time to, you know, to, to kick this off in a strong way, um, but we'll, you know, not stop at the end of the summer. What about questions that the that you guys have for each other? Any any of the panelists wanna wanna drop a question on the group? I'd say I have a question for Rachel. Um, I I'm wondering what like specific way you guys are approaching uh, your filmmaking badges. You know, for us, we're doing kind of like a skill. I think it's gonna be like a skill for each of our summer workshops um, instead of video or film this year with filmmakers we're doing photography so it's going to be a little bit of a different thing but I'm just you know uh, film is my go-to thing so I'm curious how you guys are what you're thinking there uh, yeah so um, we've been working a little bit with uh, after the the conference in California in February the for open badges um, we've been working with an organization in New York that does really similar things they do um, they kind of have like a teen uh, filmmaking crew, and they're also interested in badging. So, I think what we're what we've tried to do is really think about each step that goes into the filmmaking process. So, you know, you mentioned um, having like a badge to ensure that you can safely check out equipment. That was kind of where we started. Like a really basic camera maintenance badge was like the first thing and the, kind of the easiest thing to to outline. Saying, you know, if you can demonstrate all these things. You can you can use our camera off of our out of our offices. We trust you with it. You you know how to take care of it. Um, beyond that, we kind of got a little more complicated into things like well, there's interviewing. You know, there maybe there's an interview badge. Maybe there's um, like an intro to lighting because lighting can be really complicated or it can be really you know there are basic things that you can do to better light a film or it could be really complicated. Um, you know there. There's a, just a like a filmmaking like a camera. Can you use the camera correctly? Um, but I think for the sake of the summer, we're trying to figure it out if it makes sense to do each of those skills because some of those skills do correlate to other things. You know, if we do an interviewing badge and then, you know, a kid wants to go into a different organization, that might correlate really well. Um, but for the sake of making sure everyone kind of gets an orientation, we maybe we want to do a single intro to filmmaking badge. And I think we're still kind of in the process of thinking about that right now. We definitely want to outline each skill, and I think ideally we would want to have a badge for each skill. Um, but we might want to have some kind of all-encompassing basic badge uh, for this program this summer. Yes, yeah, so that's one of the things we're going to be talking about uh, at the badge design workshop, or the different types of badges, which right now we're working with three different types, so skill-based badges, knowledge-based badges, and, and disposition-based badges, or 
habits of mind are another way to think about dispositions. Um, and there are ways to build competency-based badges for all three of those types. And I think that's one of the most important things that we want to stress this summer is the, the importance of building badges based on competencies and not just on something like participation. Um, and I think for us, it, it's also going to be important to sort of start small. I mean, the goal isn't necessarily to go out and issue a million badges just to say we did that, um, but to build some meaningful badges that organizations are able to begin issuing that, that actually impact kids and their learning and, and begin to have some value. Um, so uh, Rachel, we'll talk about that more tomorrow. Uh, and the, the rest of you, uh, you know, I think that thinking of them by type is actually a pretty useful way uh, to consider the different sorts of badges that can be that can be created. Ani, did you have a comment? I had a kind of a question for Corey. So you're thinking about all of these skill-based badges for workshops that happen within the labs. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm really curious to see what kind of how they connect, right? Have you thought about, I don't know if this is a place where, I know we just, just made the comment about starting small, but what kind of meta, go, meta information goes into making those badges? Is that something that, is that something that you think the labs is ready to address yet? It's a lot, that would be a lot to take on. I was just curious if there's any sort of thought into that yet. I think that's kind of what waylaid us in the past, and I'm hoping that the sort of support of the city, doing it citywide, is going to help us this time around. Um, I think one thing for the badge design workshop is I'm going to want to figure out the best way to kind of like drill down and um, keep it focused so it doesn't get too out of control, but um, maybe what you're referring to in, in some ways is, is kind of what Rachel was saying too is, you know, we do, you know, like music and audio stuff and then, or like photography and video, you know, like there's, lighting's going to be relevant to both photography and filmmaking. Um, you know, audio stuff could, you know, like there's a lot of crossover. And I remember looking, um, seeing some information through UMedia last year during the, you know, the, the launch in Chicago, you know, and these kind of pathways and how they can kind of like branch off to different spaces, like based on these um, skills that kind of are universal. So um, I'm hoping that there's a way to kind of connect through that and that it wouldn't necessarily just be like lighting was only relevant to a pathway for film, but lighting was, you know, could branch off to, to film and photography and things like that. So, I mean, yeah. since we try to cover so much with the idea being our mentors come to us with all types of skills and interests and teams come to us with all types of interests, that we want to be able to speak to all that, but, you know, it has a way of getting really complex really fast. So, um, I mean, I think the goal would be to keep it really, keep it basic and, and, and drill down, but then hopefully see the way that moving forward we could kind of branch out along those lines? Yeah, absolutely. And for for the digital core, it was really useful thinking about that, about those roots that come up and uh, create those uh, themes, I guess you could say, right? And that was one thing that was a tipping point for the core was what 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 is it that we're trying to do? And we're dealing with diverse communities often with low access, and it was like, oh, well, duh, we're trying to help them become content producers and understand what that could even mean for them. So, like, these arches of storytelling, and there are lots of ways to come to the head of storytelling, albeit through Scratch or HTML or uh, 
physical computing. So it's just really good to see that happening in other in, at the labs and at Steeltown also. So I think Ani and Corey and Rachel, these are the exact types of conversations that are really useful to have at a citywide level, right? And these are the the sorts of discussions um, that are required to build good competency-based badges um, and to understand how other people are thinking about them and to understand how you know the badges that are built can be interoperable. Um, and so we'll continue that uh, here locally, and I'm sure people are having similar kinds of conversations uh, all around the country. Um, but I think it's important to remember that like the the heart of a badge is is the the content or like the lesson plan that's behind it, right? Like the learning outcomes behind a badge are the most important thing, um, and it's not necessarily like how a badge looks or um, or something like a design element. Uh, and I think a lot of people who are beginning badge systems really want to jump to design and to looks and to feel. Um, where there's actually a lot of hard work that's required to understand the, the, the learning lessons that are a part of a program, um, to map those to outcomes, to build the criteria, you know, to do the work that's required to actually issue meaningful badges. So we here in Pittsburgh are really excited to, to sort of jump into that this summer through City of Learning, um, and we want to continue to bring people sort of into the, into the fold. So, uh, before some quick closing remarks, I'll ask one final question for all of you, um, which is, what strategies do you plan to employ to get people involved in the City of Learning campaign this summer? And anybody can jump in. We have teaching kits for the digital course, so it's just updating how we implement those lesson plans. So that's been huge for us, and anyone can grab and go no matter what the physical location is. So, you know, you can tweet at me and we can talk more about that later. It's not really what this conversation is, but it's a huge tool for, for the digital core. You know, I think, I think when you say, when you mention um, the designation City of Learning, you're, you're essentially saying that the city is your campus and that there are opportunities for learning in, in every corner of the city. Um, I think that's appealing to people. I think that's appealing to parents, um, and I think it's something that people can easily support and buy into. Um, and so I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a hard sell in that sense. I think we got we have great institutions, including Carnegie Library, which is throughout the city of Pittsburgh, that offers us an opportunity to our um, children throughout the city of Pittsburgh access to learning in every neighborhood. Yeah, and going off that, you know, we'll be at Summer Dreamers. Um, you know, we've got the digital core programming. We'll have our regular labs locations and the regulars there who, you know, because we try to get so much feedback from them, a lot of the people who've been, the kids who've been with, with us this last year and a half, two years, you know, I've heard the talk about badging, so we kind of engaged them in the idea. So I think, you know, there's already people kind of looking for that as well. Um, but, you know, I mean, obviously that, that equipment checkout thing, I'm hoping we can tie in sooner rather than later, um, I think could be a really strong um, kind of motivational point for our learners. Um, I think for us this summer, you know, we're working with a relatively small uh, selective group of kids, but um, 
hopefully the reach of the work that we do is pretty widespread. So, you know, we're starting by um, creating digital content for Imachi Pittsburgh, but, you know, that's just the first of many organizations. So I think, um, you know, and partly that'll be decided by the kids, you know, what organizations that we want to profile. Um, it also is decided by the organizations. You know, we've been having conversations um, with many of them, but they're all doing something good for the region, I think, um, is kind of the hook. Uh, I don't know. I, I think we'll have a widespread with with the work that we're doing that way. Cool. So we're, we're actually coming up quickly on the, the end of the hour. So I just want to offer the opportunity for any of the panelists to jump in with a closing comment. So final thoughts? Uh, I'll go ahead and, and start. Um, I just want to say that um, uh, we, uh, at, as, as a city learning designation, don't want to want to honor the work that the learning that takes place both in formal and informal learning settings. Um, we we respect the 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 learning that takes place in formal settings, and and we honor that by providing a criteria for. Uh, issuing badges in an informal setting so that there can be consistency in the learning that takes place in informal settings just as it takes place in formal settings. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll jump on that too and say, I mean, that's what I'm really excited about. I think a lot of uh, what's happening in teen services in public libraries around the country is, you know, kind of, you know, no, through knowledge of, you know, first Tamago, through New Media and uh, Mimi Ito's research out of UC Irvine and now Connected Learning that just taking on this role of educator and not that educator isn't teacher in the same way that a teacher in a formal setting is, but you know it's education nonetheless and it's guidance, it's mentorship and um, badging such a big part of, of helping us kind of you know make that mantle kind of make sense or um, you know, a system through which to kind of guide that. Um, we, we're really involved. We're in the second year of a strategic plan where we really want to get to the bottom of what outcomes are and what that means for us. And so, you know, I'm just really excited that badging is here because it's something that I've been looking forward to the last couple of years and can just see how it's going to, you know, really help move this work forward. On here, Rachel, any final thoughts? Yeah, um, I clicked my face instead of the microphone. But um, yeah, I'm really excited to just be be working on this this summer. You know, we work with so many different kinds of schools and so many kids who come from different backgrounds, and I think this is a really exciting way. And uh, there's so much potential for this to be a system that really measures skills that are uh, learned in untraditional ways. Um, you know. We work with a lot of kids who might not get the chance to go to college, but I'm really excited and hopeful that this could be a way for them to demonstrate the skills that they have that would be useful in, in the real world outside of school and in, in their jobs. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for this, and thanks for letting me be part of it. Yeah, I mean, I have very little more useful content to add on top of all those things other than it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of work that will lay a lot of track to make all of our jobs more clear in the future, which is going to be a huge aid in, I keep saying this, but just how we can be better at educating and communicating. And that's uh, that's the most 
exciting thing to me is to be able to do our jobs better and help more people that way. Cool. My, my thanks to all of you for the a really great conversation today. Thanks, Ani and Corey, Khalif and Rachel. Um, thanks to the Connected Learning Alliance for helping to put this on. Um, and by tomorrow, um, we should have a full recording of this webinar and some other curated content up on www.connectedlearning.tv. Um, and you can share that with your networks once it's available, and we hope that you will. Um, but this wraps up our third webinar of the month-long series. Um, but that doesn't mean the conversations need to end. Um, so I'd encourage you to uh, keep the energy going by using the Twitter hashtag COL2014 and by getting involved in the ongoing conversations on the Connected Learning Google Plus community. Um, and if you'd like to learn more about the upcoming uh, Pittsburgh City of Learning launch, which is on June 10th, um, I'd invite you to visit the website of the Kids and Creativity Network, which is www.remakelearning.org. Um, and so, and join Connected Learning TV again tomorrow um, at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, for an in-depth look at the goings-on in Dallas's City of Learning. So, thanks to all of you, and we'll talk to you next time. Cheers.